welcome to Wobblies and Wizards, our weekend edition. We have with us today, John and Light. Hello. How's everyone doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited because we have something from the mailbag today. This is uh, in response to the episode that John and I did. It was a review on Delver Magazine. James Floyd Kelly, I believe his name is. Is that correct? Yes. Who had done that magazine. Let's let's go on over and see what he had to say real quick. Hey, guys, this is uh, James Floyd Kelly. I'm the publisher of Delver Magazine. Uh, another uh, backer forwarded me a link to your podcast, and I am so pleased that you guys like what I did. Um, I was actually laughing out loud as I listened to you guys uh, roll up uh, some of the some of the charts and tables that I included in the magazine. Uh, so really do appreciate you taking the time to talk about Delver. Um, that was issue number one. Um, issue number two will will go to Kickstarter on uh, September 20th. So um, there will also be an opportunity if you missed Delver one, uh, you'll be able to get a reprint of it. Um, thanks again for covering it. I will definitely take your suggestion at heart uh, of referencing the uh, random charts in the adventure. Uh, look for that in maybe starting in Delver number three, because Delver number two is pretty much done. Anyway, enjoying your podcast and catching up with your backlog. You guys take care. James, thanks for the message. It was glad to, uh, we were glad to hear back from you. I really like to try to follow those types of zines and projects. And tonight's an especially uh, relevant game we're talking about because that wasn't a game, a zine made for OSE. That's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, thanks for the call, James. Old School Essentials. A lot of people may know what we're talking about, but there may be some players out there who don't. Some people who play different role-playing games may not be as aware of what has come out here, the Old School Essentials, and what the product is or what the game is, essentially. What is Old School Essentials? So Old School Essentials, uh, I'm sure many people listening to this know, is a uh, retro clone of old Moldvay Cook Marsh BX Dungeons & Dragons, which was released in 1981. And uh, it's a 100% faithful clone. The only change is, I believe, uh, the author, Gavin Norman, made um, corrections to clear up any inconsistencies between the two sets and added some options. Ascending AC, the biggest change, but it's just an optional change you put in there. I like the fact that they do include the Ascending AC. A lot of, well, Swords and Wizardry does that. It gives you an option for descending or ascending. That makes those all the Swords and Wizardry books totally compatible because it's essentially the same thing with Old School Essentials. I also really appreciate that is also totally compatible with games like Basic Fantasy role-playing game. And it's also going to be totally compatible with all your old basic Dungeons & Dragons. Like, I have the Rules Cyclopedia. What's, can anybody expand on what the difference between something like the Rules Cyclopedia is and BX or the Old School Essentials? Yeah. <laughs> Go for it, John. Uh, so the Rules Cyclopedia is compiles all the the later 19 i believe 1983 box sets and uh yeah it compiles the uh, beckme version of yeah. the uh basic expert companion masters yeah the frank mentzer the mentzer series yeah. of beckme yeah. 
If you're not familiar with what the Beckme is, there were boxes that were put out. Beckme is basic, expert, is it champion or something? Compa- Com- companion, master, and immortal. Immortal, correct? correct. And each one of those was a box set that came out that added. So the basic was the first couple levels. Like I think it was like level one through three. Expert was like the next couple levels. I don't I don't know exactly which levels there. Was it like three through six or was it higher than six? I don't I would need to check uh, it out. I don't remember now. I don't <laughs> remember the exact breakdown. I know <laughs> I know it went higher than six on this on the expert set. Okay. But um uh back me I'm not as familiar with. I had them all, but it's been a long time since I've looked through those books. So yeah, well, essentially what well, each box added more levels and more things till they got to the immortal box. And BX would just be a basic and expert box. They were the first two that came out, the 81 ones, correct? The yep. So yes. then the rule encyclopedia, you can get a copy of that online, print to order from Drive Through RPG if you really want to look at all those rules. A lot of that stuff's gonna be compatible with it, but also the rule set's gonna be a little bit different as well. It's got a lot more expanded rules from the cmi of those different boxes that came out to add to the game whereas old school essentials is just the basic and expert box rules put in there in a complete game now the books are nice they came out in quite a few different forms in the last couple years the history of these books though is they started as bx essentials from what i understand was the project that they had started with yeah that was the uh, you know when i got back into gaming it was already, um, they were already releasing the old school essentials, but I believe he started with the BX essentials and I'm sure there's a story behind the name change. I think it's because he's going to be doing other, um, projects and other genres. I know he has a uh, post-apocalyptic planned and he didn't want to kind of narrow it, define it as narrowly as just the BX, uh, even though that is the basis for the, uh, for the rule sets now the rule set has a box set that's supposed to kind of mimic the old style that the box sets came out where they have a player's book a magic book a treasure book and a really nice hardback it's a monster's book i can't i don't remember which one's each book is specifically i don't have the box set i have i have like a book or two that belong from it because they sold the books individually or in the set itself so that that is actually, I believe, uh, Gavin Norman's kind of one of his innovations was breaking him up into four or five separate books. They originally, they just had one book and 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 a venture module in the box sets. Uh, he broke them up to be more modular and usable at the table. I prefer the all-in-one rules tones personally, but a lot of people like having that modularity and. Um, you know, to be able to just pick up the the one you needed in a given moment. So yeah, it makes it convenient. You know, if you're like looking for treasures, you got like a little treasure book that you can flip through, uh, versus like a huge, massive 600 page tome that you're trying to flag your way through and try to find stuff quickly, or like a spell reference book, which I find very helpful as well too, for digging up uh, spell casting um, limits and damage and such. So having them as separate, I think, also um, helps at least from a DMing standpoint. Now, there's there's a couple of different things when it comes to the rules tomes, too. And I think I've, I've seen people asking questions about that online. So what I have, or I had, I have this nice hardback, uh, A5 size, kind of smaller book that is the rules tome for basic 
fantasy, essentially. It's, it's almost 300 pages. It's old school essentials. It's called classic fantasy. And it's called the rules tome. They also, for that, have put out a player's rules tome, which is pretty much just the stuff about playing, about rolling up player characters and spells you'll need and stuff for the player character. So it's far less large than the actual rule tome. It comes in around 140 pages. It's worth picking up if you're going to be a player. The rules tome itself has everything you need. Not the player's rules tome, but the rules tome itself does have everything you need for a DM to play. Similar to how a rules cyclopedia had everything. It's got monsters in there, all the DM stuff, all the player stuff. So instead of like with Wizards of the Coast, Dungeons and Dragons, where you pick up a player's handbook, a dungeon master's guide, and a monster's manual, you can pick up this one rules tome and have all that information in there to run with. And because the BX system itself is not as complicated, it's a much more simple system, you don't need as much space to put it all in there. Now, there's also the advanced fantasy. Yes. So they just uh, finished, last year they finished up the Kickstarter for that, which I missed, unfortunately. I have gotten my copies nat at this point. And basically what he did there is he went through the, First edition, Dungeons Master's Guide and Player's Handbook, and added new classes, new rules, but he gave them a BX uh, fill and twist to uh, make sure that they fit in with the, with the existing Old School Essentials classic fantasy. Now, the difference here is that there are two books to this. There is a referee's tome and a player's tome, and they are not, like, the referee's tome doesn't have what the player's tome has in it. The player's tome is a bit bigger. It also came in box sets when it was offered on the Kickstarter, and I think they're going to be doing reprintings of the different box sets. But the player's tome and the rules, the referee's tome for the advanced fantasy are a bit different. And like John said, so it's more of a BX of... AD&D. So they're taking elements from AD&D and making it fit into BX, the basic expert way. Now, what that does is it's kind of a weird player's handbook in that you still have race as class if you want that, but it also gives you another section so that you can do race separate for class. So you have an option to do it either way. Still fitting in with the same rules tome as before, all compatible with the BX, only they're adding elements like you can be an elven thief let's say or a dwarven cleric instead of just being a dwarf for a dwarf as an elf as an elf i think that's probably one thing we should talk about that's different about this game too than the dungeons and dragons people might be used to is that the classic fantasy element is race as class yep yeah and i really personally i kind of really like that in that it, it keeps the separate you know, more fairy or different races, their own thing. They're just not like reskinned humans that can do every, you know, anything. And then you can always, as a dungeon master, kind of home rule some different abilities or anything if they want to tweak their class a little bit, but it kind of gives them a unique feel. I've never played races class until we started playing old school essentials did either of you do i, I know both of you so i didn't play the old bx when i was young i played advanced dungeons and dragons when i got into it i i know both of you have more experience with playing the basic and expert sets growing up yeah so i started with 
the Mold Bay box set in 1981, and that's definitely the way we were playing at the time. Pretty quickly, though, we picked up the advanced books, and from there on out, we kind of played a mixture of everything and our own rules. So we, I think I left that behind when I was pretty young, and we, we moved on to class and races being separate. But I have fond memories of that time before that. So, Yeah, I mean, I grew up playing the uh, Beckme uh, Menser sets, and again, uh, race as class. Obviously, there were some limitations in regards to leveling on how far you could advance levels uh, when you played races class. But for us, that was the first taste of almost dual classing, right? Because the uh, elf was like a fighter, magic user type. The halfling was actually a little bit thiefish as well as fighter type. And then the dwarf was prim primarily, you know, fighter type. So it was interesting within the Beckney system, at least, to get a taste for the dual classing, while you only do class in, like, the advanced D&D um, &D systems and such. Yeah. Now, I'm playing an elf currently, and it is a very dual classy. It's interesting. It advances much slower than the other classes, but you're also playing a magic user that's kind of a fighter as well in a lot of ways. And a ranger and a bowman. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of things the elves can do. And one of the reasons they advance slower is because they get a little overpowered. Yeah, so I think yeah. it gives a lot of flexibility within the uh, BX, as John mentioned, to sort of customize and create some of your, you know, races class. So for me, I think there's a lot of open-ended, you know, imagination that you can do to uh, create really your own type of character coming out of that. And also, so like, with the advanced fantasy, you get both options of doing race separate from class like you do with 5th edition and modern editions and AD&D. &D. But at the same time, you get, um, you, get the these, you get extra races, new races that are race as class as well. I guess theoretically, you could run it, you could probably run a campaign where someone's playing race as class that's just an elf as their class. Or you can also just go ahead and incorporate an elven, let's say an elven fighter who isn't racist. So I think there's a lot of ways you could do that. There's a lot of options how you wanted to run it. I'd be curious to see how some of those campaigns could go that way. Yeah, that wouldn't add that wouldn't add any make it uh, any problems at all. I don't think so. Yeah, one of the uh, interesting things with the OSE system is well, for me when I first got into it, there were so many different books <clears throat> that you could buy. So I was initially confused in regards to which book should I buy or what do I need to start? So I said, okay, I'm just going to go with the tome because the tome should have, have everything I need. But early on with the BX, you know, there were like specific spell books and other stuff. So um, for me, I was a, a little bit confused until we started getting into it a little bit more. So I, I, I was having a hard time figuring out what was what because they were individually being sold. Right. There are multiple magic books out there. When you look at them, some will say classic fantasy and some will say advanced fantasy. Like some of the, so like druids and illusionist spells, that's from, that's something that's coming from the advanced fantasy. I don't think there's druids and illusionists in the classic fantasy book, is there? No. Not in the classic fantasy or the core basic version, core BX version of it. Yeah. So a lot of those classes 
that you get added to that you get added to are in the advanced fantasy. So if you're going to be playing this, a lot of people might want to look at the advanced fantasy books, picking up the referee's tome and the player's tome. If your players want to play more wider arrays of characters, and they're also now this is put out by Necrotic Gnome. If you're in the United States, it's being distributed by Exalted Funeral specifically. You can get it on their website if they still have any. It's pretty popular right now, and those books sell out really quick. They sell so fast. So, you know, we're part of a couple of Facebook groups that pretty much have, like, uh, what I call sightings. I'm like, oh, this store has it available. Go order now. And I think, you know, John, you had a pretty good finger on the post of um, who has what available online um, at that moment. And then, you know, two hours later, boom, sold out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this, and when they went up for sale on the Exalted Funeral site, it was everybody was watching it. People were passing things around. Everybody was jumping on it. Luckily, we have a really good game store close to us that we go to. I'm going to give it a shout out to Gateway Games. Um, it's a it's a smaller store. I really appreciate them. But I went out there. The owner Todd posted online that they had them, and I was actually I was actually coming back home from Kentucky out there in Appalachia. Or, making this long drive. I was like, I mean, it's my birthday. I want to stop at the game store. <laughs> they just put these out this weekend. We're going to go in there. Might take a little half hour detour to the game store on the way home. Cause it's a right kind of on the way out there in, uh, in more further Southeastern uh, Ohio, closer to the Kentucky border. I was like, well, we can come up through there on 275 and we're going to get those game books on the way home. Everybody. Sorry, kids. You got to be uncomfortable in the backseat for an extra <laughs> half hour, but. We're getting these today for my birthday. So I ran in there. I was I, I messaged him first. I was like, you have any left? You have those? I was scared they were going to vanish. And I ran in there and picked up the referee's tome and the player's tome. And yeah, I was excited to get those because I knew there'd be a mad dash. And I know a lot of them hadn't. Uh, some people were at that time were getting them in the mail from the Kickstarter. And there were a lot of people posting them online. And a lot of you who play probably know exactly what I'm talking about because you've been watching the discussions. <laughs> And a lot of folks who didn't back it really wanted them. And there was a wait for them to finally come up on the Exalted Funeral site. And when they did, some of those books sold out really quick. Yeah, I think the only one, well, they, they're they out of the players' time, I believe. They still have some referee times. But um, yeah, the, I guess people buy multiple players' times so they can pass them out. Uh, it kind of makes sense that it would sell out. I did want to mention that they did release a little graphic kind of clarifying what's included in the box set what's included in advanced fantasy the classic rules tome and uh having trouble finding where that is online but they did release one and i also saw that gavin norman had a post about they were going to be simplifying the products going forward to eliminate a lot of the confusion which it is it was confusing for me as well so Going forward, I believe they are going to be simplifying and narrowing it down. So, so I'm not sure what that's going to look like. I know that they, originally they had a couple. So originally, before it was old school essentials, there were, I think they were were they print to print print on demand books, the BX essentials books. Is that correct? I am not. I'm not 100 percent sure about that. I don't know if I'm that was either. included in. I don't believe there was a Kickstarter for that. Um, so you might be right. Yeah, they were out for a while. I know I I never picked them up they were out. 
I did the first thing I picked up was the rules tome itself. And that's just because I had seen so many people interested in it and stuff like that. And I know John was, yeah, really getting into it. Now, I want to talk about these books specifically because what they are, they are really nice books. And I think I misattributed it in a previous episode, the design and layout. I believe it is Gavin Norman who has done the design and layout to these. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, he did these. I think the uh, lady you mentioned did some of the adventure modules. She did the layout for some of the adventure modules, but she okay. is working there. She's working with Necrotic now. One of the things that I think that makes this way above all the other role-playing games out there and where it's innovative and good and where it thrives is in design like literally just graphic design and layout because it is designed if you're going to go back to that old like if i pull out that rule cyclopedia and read through it it's a bear to get through sometimes everything is just kind of clustered on pages it's not laid out very clear walls of text or things are just cramming together this everything is kind of stuck and rounded up on a single page here and there you don't have to like go from page to page to follow things over. They have nice, like, like everything has got headers and stuff. So it's easy to find. It's just crisp, clean. There are lots of charts. Charts that you need are in the front cover printed on the inside that are easily accessible. All around the, from the dungeon master screen that comes for it to, they have a, a booklet here that I have, which is the, uh, I think you have this as too, the reference booklet, the old school essentials, advanced fantasy reference booklet is just charts that you would need to access. It makes it so much easier to find what you're looking for. And as someone who's played a lot of role-playing games, I'm going to say that there's plenty of times when you're flipping through a book, trying to find something. If there is a book or a role-playing game that has addressed that more accurately than any others, it is old school essentials and they've done so through the design. Would you say that I'm incorrect with that or no, you're you're correct. And I, I'll add that I don't know if it's my iPhone addled brain uh, inability to concentrate now or if it's I've always had this trouble with organization, but I really struggle with the way uh, normal game books are laid out and the just the wall of text that you have to go through to pick out information. And I know I'm not alone. Everybody sings the praises of the layouts of these books and it's it's really true it's it's the easiest to look at the the adventure modules that he's designed that third parties are designing are picking up on it and um the layout is is just excellent it's very very logical because i find with for example you know i'm gonna call them out like pro lord games i find their books hard to navigate the information isn't laid out i mean they, they cram in a lot of information so they try to maximize the usage of the number of pages that may have, but then as a result, the layout suffers. So a lot of times you try and look at information on a certain class and it bleeds over into another class. And you're like, wait a minute, why are there information for two classes on the same page? And now I'm looking at the wrong thing. So I really appreciate, uh, as both of you have been saying, the very clean and logical layout for the old school essentials books, because it makes it really easy to find information and there's no mix-ups. Yeah, I, I want everybody to do. I want everybody to do this. I want somebody to do an ostrich to pick up on this and re reformat. <laughs> I want all yeah. the so the yeah, ostrich layout is is much clean. Well, here's let's go back and rewind for a minute. When was the last time you cracked open the AD and D Dungeon Master's Guide or Player's Handbook? 
but first edition yeah oh, yeah it's, it's been a while <laughs> i mean just for nostalgia flipping through uh kind of recently but not usable no it's hard it's hard to get through and hard to find stuff and sometimes it's laid out not very well the way that they've done this and outlined it you can get a word documents that they have that are tabbed and organized in such a great outline format for OSE that they have available. If you find those out there, I think you, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I paid for those or if they were one of the a free version or something they had. They are really good format to have the rules in. Go look for them. Also, if you look at the old school essentials, classic fantasy SRD, the system reference document online, um, just Google OSR SRD. Oh, I mean, sorry, not OSR, OSE SRD. <laughs> the old school essentials SRD. It's um, old school essentials backslash SRD. They have pretty much the full classic fantasy game there in a website format that is very well organized as well with the rules and stuff you would need to make a character. So if you're playing online or something with some folks, it's easy to say, oh, don't worry about grabbing the book. I'm the dungeon master. Just go to this site. That's where you can find your classes and stuff. And it's really nice. Well laid out. Just like the. Now this is just the classic fantasy. Not the advanced fantasy. So I'm going to be clear. There's a difference. The advanced fantasy. They start to add AD&D elements. In a BX manner. The classic fantasy. Is your bare bone basic expert box. With a lot less class options. And race as class. So racial class options are not as wide as the advanced fantasy is. But that's all there on the SRD online. Go on. Yeah, they have uh they also have some fantastic generators to um random generators to uh help you create NPC parties, uh monsters, treasures. Um and they just recently haven't really looked at it since then, but I know they've recently updated. Um and they do have uh for the generators, they do have an advanced option. Uh, you can go basic. So if you're creating a low-level scenario encounter adventure, you can go choose between basic, expert, and advanced um, to kind of get narrowed down exactly what you're looking for in the generators. And they have treasure, encounters, spells, magic items, NPCs. Yeah, it's just really well supported um, all, all around. All right. I think we're coming up about time. We've got a we're going to be covering this on tomorrow's episode as well. So if you've enjoyed what we've talked about here, check us out tomorrow for part two of our OSE review and discussion. We'll probably get a little more into our actual campaign there as well. If you enjoyed this, please share it on social media with your friends or others you think might enjoy it, or just post it in some groups or something. Help us get a little views. <laughs> Go ahead and visit us on our Facebook page. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Give us a like and a follow. Maybe give us a few thumbs up for some things here and there. You can find us at our blog online, wobbliesandwizards.com. And keep those dice rolling. Roam, roam, roam. <laughs>